The Handmaid's Tale put Hulu on the map as an actual streaming contender. Premiering in 2017, it adapted Margaret Atwood's dystopian novel of a patriarchal totalitarian thanomic state, Gilead, and having it take over a vast portion of the U.S. Atwood, being Canadian, makes Canada the freedom country that many flee to for asylum. We follow June, a captured mother turned handmaid, in her plight to not only escape but also save as many as possible, primarily her daughter Hannah, who was stripped away from her and is being raised by one of the Gilead families because of a children of men type scenario. It's season four, June is on the run. She's more disturbed than ever. I watched the first four episodes. Let's talk about them. This season feels a lot different than season three. And season three, which was good in some ways and bad in others, primarily that lack direction. But this one, it's like they're moving at a pace that uh, I don't think the show is quite used to. June has finally escaped, escaped with her friend Janine, but it's come with a huge cost. And now that they're out in the middle of dystopian society outside Chicago, I think, uh, we're seeing a whole new world, sort of like when The Walking Dead moved into like a different... Alexandria season five. They wanted to expand it for season four because they felt like in order to really get a good sense of where everyone was, that they could show more. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of nonsense in the last couple seasons. <laughs> heard, yeah. uh, the bigger things get, the loonier things are becoming. Season three, the finale... It was great because you had a ton of the kids that had been stolen from Gilead uh, saved and moved to Canada. So there's a lot of feel good. It's a highest but rated when, episode. Yeah. But when you look at a lot of the plot holes, it really takes back what would be joy and makes you kind of question how Gilead's operation even works. Like the fact that a couple handmaids were able to take these people out at the airport and that they didn't send more guards, that the kids would be so willing to go, that more families didn't realize that the kids had gone since the kids are so precious to them. Like, the kids are so precious in Gilead at this point because there's such a shortage of anybody who's fertile that they can't even kill the radical handmaids anymore. That's what we're led to believe. The biggest plot hole, though, is that June would have even existed to this point. Past season one, she starts doing things that I don't think that she should have been able to get away with. She should have been on the noose. A lot of her friends end up there. She should have at least been tortured, lost an eyeball, lost a finger, uh, had her like genital mutilation happen to Emily early on. But her punishments are just so lackluster. She's when been it, called unkillable, and it has definitely device has made people divisive about the series season three really the most because uh, again the finale is the highest rated episode, but before that it has the lowest rated episode like episode nine, and it seems like if you liked season three, it was almost like you were on the fence, and if you didn't, then like people were wondering if they should just stop watching. But season four, I've read from a lot of people who didn't like season three, is a good return to form, and they're happy that they're doing such things such as flashbacks again which i think you've seen one of in episode three there were right? flashbacks in season three too well i think that what i was seeing from some reviewers flashbacks was to flashback. season one 
Maybe, because in season one, you basically saw the handmaids getting indoctrinated. They were being forced into their servitude and you had them like deconstructing their like, oh, you're a free woman into now you are a slave. Yeah, well, people um, were saying it was like almost like an OG type of feeling, almost kind of nostalgic, which I found a little strange considering the fact that the show's only been nostalgic on Nostalgic to seasons. the pr- prior right, seasons? Yeah, yeah. Well, in season one, you definitely feel like what you're watching could happen and you feel like those uh, different speeches that the characters the give pri- yeah. primarily june's speech to the canadian like uh council or whatever when they come to visit the waterfords mm-hmm. who were the bad guys at the first season that she is the fam- that she is part of that family um who rapes her all the time uh when she explains to why she wants to get a message to her husband in canada and find out if he's alive uh luke yeah, it feels significant. What was the main thing? But but that? now, but now it's like nothing. Like Luke exists, and we see him in Canada all the time. It's not nearly as like interesting to kind of see the Canadian point of view because it just feels like everybody's story is the same. Things are better in Canada. However, they're afraid to start a war with Gilead. Right. In in the first season, uh, it was based off mostly the book, um, and the book was very much about a feminist message and just talked a lot about kind of. Um, how women should be given more power, okay. definitely for equal rights. Well, like yeah, I so I, know, sorry, I, I wanted to just point out. You said that the worst episode of season three was episode nine. Episode that, nine. That was the one where she was in the hospital and she was just forced to sit in front of the coma patient who was who had to give a a baby. Yeah. Uh, right. But but she's like completely brain dead. Right, yeah. Yeah. So like the reason why that episode it, it, it feel like a Mr. Robot episode because she's talking to herself a lot of the time and it also started sort of the set of events where every single episode would end the same where we would get the camera look of june's face and she would break the fourth wall and smirk at it and then she would and then a music would come in pop music that would be empowering and then something like uh, when you say pop music do you mean like recently um yeah like slow mo and there'd be slow motion shots and and it would just be about trying to make june look as cool as possible did it come across as like not effective (laughs) after the 15th time yeah a little (laughs) bit because they're doing it every single episode and i don't get it like it, it just why why are you trying to create two different shows here one where it's really trying to scare you and show you the ramifications of a world that is dictated strictly by theology and um, in men versus a kind of a hero in martyring show yeah. where June has become this messiah character where she's going to lead all the handmaids to rebellion and win out the war. She's the, the second that that second story is kind of cool and it's what we're watching now and it's what they are leaning into. Yeah. But at the same time, it's so unrealistic because of the the plot holes that they're they're establishing. Every single episode, you're like, well, why is the commander on June's side here? Why is she finding so many uh, people to help her? Why does every time she make a mistake, someone like just ex machina style jumps in and either takes the blame for her or like it feels pity for her? Why is it that she's finding herself always in front of someone super important that she can either murder or that she can like convince to help her? It's just very strange especially with the world that we saw being developed in the first season like it feels like there should be a zero tolerance policy but it doesn't apply to her and we see that play out in the third episode of this season a lot when they're torturing her but nothing physically like that's going to make an impact later on like sure they don't have no problem killing martha's off in front of her and saying that it's her fault but 
when it comes to taking off one of her actual fingernails oh for no we're never gonna do that like <laughs> yeah well, it's so strange i know that june's supposed to be in this season she like kind of just wants to die that's what i've heard or i've read yeah she's and, asked to die but then aunt lydia comes in with like oh we can't kill you we're gonna send you to a breeding and describe farm describe who aunt lydia is really quick it, her boss i mean she's the one in charge of making sure that the handmaids are following orders but it feels like at this point at least the handmaids that we get to see that june is really in control of all of them which again is a reason why they should kill her but with aunt lydia not really playing a factor neither do a lot of the characters in canada and it feels like those side characters are just taking up so much of the plot right now so would you say that the main plot though is the most interesting to be following then which one the one with june and the other yeah she's the main character and this has never been a question in the show like the show has never really vaulted off into some other storyline where you're like this doesn't feel like her show anymore it's not an ensemble cast it's not for all mankind she is the they always go back to her i would outline that uh she's the main focal point of the show and is she your favorite it's like vampire diaries i think when it's a handmaid's tale it's supposed to be her tale right well yeah but is she the favorite out of all your characters? No, probably the guest stars are, are pretty cool. Like, the again, um, Bradley Whitford's character, good actor. Um, they worked together first on the West Wing, so I've read a lot of reviews that said that the chemistry between those two are the best. Yeah, but he just, he's been doing a better job of late <laughs> than he did earlier in his career. He plays sort of like a more laid-back character in most of his things that he does now. somewhat evil, though. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He's taking those roles, and it's more mercurial than he had before, where he was the straight-laced, like, I'm the good guy mm-hmm. um, role. And then you have um, probably the Waterfords, who, even though they don't make sense still being in the storyline, like Yvonne Strakowski, or whatever her name is, um, she, she plays a really good part. Like, she had a breakdown in the first prior season where um she traded basically everything away to get a chance to be with her fake kid and uh she sells it despite the fact that it doesn't make too much sense like so if logically. i had so if i had a better story you would you say that this would be like a really great they show get great actors for it which i think is all because of the first season like hype and they're just like okay we can sell and it's not a terrible show by any means it's just that the plot if you're looking for inconsistencies you will be able to find a ton of them so past so, season one would you recommend this show yeah just just if if you have to know what you're getting into very feminist centric like we're definitely going to um show justice being served eventually but wasn't it like but that in the first season no in the first season and and you're still going to see people being tortured and be sad but now you have a better chance of seeing like people getting their comeuppance uh usually when i had to catch up on tv shows also i don't miss nick's character even though they've sort of brought him back here just saying when i was watching tv shows to catch up on them like mine's and seeing final space it got to a point usually in those shows where i was happy that i got to keep watching them because they got better as they went on i know that you mentioned season three the end is, is is good but was there any point where you were like oh i can't wait to see what happens in the next coming episodes I mean, that was like four hours ago in TV time, but if I remember correctly, season four ended with just her getting shot and then all the handmaids finding her in the morning, despite how cold it is, uh, raising her up. Also, the way that she got shot was so so weird that she survived that. But they raise her up like some sort of messiah character and then they just find a place that is a safe haven that the Marthas knew about and didn't tell anybody about for a really long time. Whenever it seems like, oh, no, there's no other safe place to go, there always is. Like, another strange place. I don't understand why she ends up getting caught anyway, so it doesn't really matter. But 
that's why I feel like season four felt as if there were more writers that came in and just like said, okay, season three, we had our problems. We're going to cut a lot of this loose. We're going to keep the Canada stuff, but everything going on in June's life, the whole idea of her like just running wild, um, she's going to escape in a different way. We're going to bring her back. We're going to have her sell out her Martha's and then we're going to kill some of those, or not Martha, handmaids. And then we're going to kill some of those handmaids by a train, just running over them for shock value. And then we're going to have her and Janine running around together. And that dynamic is going to, because I think they realized that Janine's character, the one-eyed lady who... She just kept going crazy in the first uh, few seasons. Like every, she would come back and then she would try to steal her own baby and then uh, they would send her away and then she'd come back and do something else that was crazy. But now she's supposed to be the reasonable one between June and her. Like it's almost like the role switch because she's the one taking the hits in order to survive and trying to speak uh, logically to June. She's still not that smart, but at the same time, she she provides a good like magnet uh, magnetic character to like follow. So overall, what is June's main goal? What's the end of the show look like? What is she trying to do? I understand she's trying to take down the Gilead, but like beyond that, what's see? That's the thing. It's like in the first season, we thought, okay, she just wants to get home. She wants to get her daughter back, and then she gets the opportunity to to go to uh, Canada and decides not to, or she gets caught on her way to Canada. That's Sorry, the first end of season, season one. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like season one and season two end the same way where she either chooses not to escape or she can't escape because like she gets caught she choose not to escape because she felt like the second time it was mostly because she wanted to go back and get her daughter first Mm. and that's where then we see bradley whitford's character she's sort of under his employ and his crazy wife eleanor and you get just a weird dynamic between the three of them where he's sort of a good guy but he's kind of a coward as well um yeah, and so now, though, she doesn't just care about her daughter. She tries to get everyone to safety, but she still does. Like, I feel like if they would just be like, okay, June, here's your daughter. Go to Canada. Ignore us for the rest of your life. She probably would have taken that deal. I, so they don't necessarily have to have killed her. They could have literally just let her free. But had they done that, who would it have followed? Because if, it let, if they let her free, it would have been the end of her story arc. So I'm saying who would Probably not, because they follow a lot of people in Canada. Most... More and more time has been spent on Canada in the last season than ever was in the first, or was really intended to be, I think. Um, we, we even get fleshed out like uh, Canadian officials in Canada now. Um, and then we have Serena and Fred there. And it feels like they're just giving Serena the ability, ability to have a kid now out of nowhere. Like the whole point of Gagillion is that they test people to see whether or not they're fertile or not. And clearly they weren't fertile beforehand, but through the magic of television they've suddenly become a couple again and then using rita's character to sort of betray serena and give fred the news that he actually has a son uh which is the thing he's wanted all along is it fair to say that they're reaping what they sowed that's probably what the writers are going for but the canadian prison that they're keeping both of them in is pretty high class and i don't know if that's because they're like important figures but they're being held in like really nice areas and for people who continually raped and also were in, like important in what was going on in Gilead, it doesn't feel like it's an actual one-to-one comparison. And also last season when Serena was so connected with the baby that she helped get out, Nicole, um, it, it, it did that was supposed to be like, oh, she feels how June felt in the first season. But it also f- didn't really translate well because that's not really her kid. Well, yeah, but 
I feel like the reason why they're being held in such a high place could it be the fact that because you were talking about the raping and killing that's not they're, that they're different they're just being held Gilead, before right? trial and that's where they're being held is it's a place with like a nice tennis court and stuff like that no just the room is nice and they have good clothes and stuff it's because they've been living in a place that they have to make their own bread and everything it just feels nicer than what you would expect a prison to look like when you see so much torture going down in the show and then you see them being held there it doesn't really feel like comeuppance for them but uh do you ever get a good they're not like, supposed to be like the evilest of all the evils but do you get a good story story arc like for any of the characters such as like they get their rejuvenance after they've been treated badly mostly no and i think that's on purpose like everybody in canada has a better life but at the same time they keep on following those characters to show that they're still in pain from what was what happened and also that things aren't just 100 percent better uh, so then what keeps the show interesting what raises the stakes if you know that the characters aren't really ever going to get like a happy ending well they're trying to make it feasible that june would meet up with the good guys and then somehow take down with a resistance uh the rest of gilead but again they never really determine how strong gilead is in the show we never actually see like a giant army we just see cutscenes from the perspective of different riots that occurred over the the, uh, the original like five years i didn't realize that the war was still in effect five years later like again they're if they're still at civil war why is canada so afraid of gilead i think bruce miller and the team are just trying to find a way in which that they can kind of build up to the civil war that you're talking is this about. the final season or, the, or do they have like five more no i think I, it hasn't been renewed yet but i'm pretty sure this isn't supposed to be the end i think mm-hmm. this is supposed to be kind of a new beginning going back to like kind of the bare roots but it doesn't seem like it's been gaining that much traction old fans are seeming to enjoy the season but critics are giving it like a 67 percent on tomatoes and saying at this point it's just not able to find its footing i would say that yeah june has sort of jumped the shark as a character they've sort of tried to make her break bad but that was never the intent of the original story so you can look at this and be like okay on its own it's entertaining if you ignore the plot inconsistencies but if you rewatch the first season you're like well that wasn't really where the setup was like meant to so they, go down they pulled the denarius basically She's not evil. She's not becoming right, the by, new Aunt Lydia. In terms of like For a while, there was a there was like a hidden theory in my mind that maybe they would try that. But it, right now, it's more that she's going to just become this fanatic like fighter against the and that she's been broken by them, uh, and that it was all because of the amount of torture she's gotten. When really, plenty of people around her have gotten much more tortured than her. <laughs> Well, I think that Margaret Atwood in her book was just trying to kind of make a statement and it feels like the writers at this point have taken that and run with it, but it just kind of spread it so thin that it's hard for them to actually come up with good plots. They've they've created so many interesting characters, but then they've sort of like tossed them away and then they're like, oh, we'll give them a scene every episode, but they're going to be like downplayed significantly. Like, I don't know. I like Lawrence's character. I like the Waterford's character. um, I like Aunt Lydia's character, but like pick a villain. Pick the one that you want to go with and stick to it and, and make this... In the first season, you're, and I keep on comparing it, like, that was yeah, amazing. But, it's, well, yeah, but it's, it's, it's more to do with the fact that it was focused. Mm-hmm. Like, it went somewhere. And even though she didn't escape at the end of it, it didn't give you, like, this tease that, like, every single season afterwards afterward would. Which it is, like, is this going to change right. things? Is this going to change things? Is Gilead finally destroyed now? 
no they always pop up with a new leader that's kind of the loop that i think a lot of people were talking about mm -hmm. um i know that by the end of the second se uh like this next half is supposed to be better than the first half someone who's like a huge fan of the like specifically book. the last episode the again that milk scene mm -hmm. she would smell so bad why was the guy asking for a blowjob like it would it would, would would not make sense like he would have her get cleaned first it, so it felt like it was just there to kind of say oh this guy's a trash person uh despite the fact that we were supposed to trust him at first and his name was steven <laughs> all right just saying all right well i think that that's probably where we're going to leave it then that's all you got yeah all right well then we'll see you on the next episode thanks for listening to this one uh have a great day bye